0: So the idea of Kurt Rambis got you well, so I worried think... that you had to go to the hospital. Yeah, basically. I'm I, I'm surprised I wasn't like in this in the room next to you.
1: Yeah, we could have like uh, you know, <laughs> let, we <could> <laughs> welcome the to today's we Lake show, the, the most lit podcast of all time. <laughs> just like from hospital beds next to each other. <laughs> yeah. just like as they fix my clogged aorta you know i have some thoughts on (laughs) kurt rambis and what his tenure will mean that applies to
0: both of us ironically yeah like they wouldn't know who would be talking Welcome to the Lake Show. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, do you want to do you want to tell everybody you're okay before you have to you have to go through the terrible sacrifice of having to respond to tweets at, at, at making sure you're okay? Yeah, I think I'm fine. All right, cool. Uh, today we are going to talk about Kurt Rambis, who <laughs> apparently is going to be. Uh, the president of basketball operations.
1: If you were comparing Rob Palenka, like, chaos laddering his way upward to liter- Littlefinger, like what is Rambus in this case? Is he Joffrey?
0: No, he's, I think he's more, remember that, that uh, fool who Sansa saved and then wound up playing a key role in killing Joffrey? No, that
1: was like, that was a lot
0: of seasons ago. Yeah, well, there there was a guy who at like it was like a season premiere, I believe, where they were celebrating Joffrey's birthday or something like that. And there was this. Oh, and he didn't like the fool, and he tried to have him um, killed. Yeah, he was. Well, the, the guy showed up. He was going to do something and and perform some act or something like that. But he showed up drunk, and then Joffrey was going to drown him in wine, and Sansa like saved the guy's life by saying, "Oh, it's like bad luck to kill somebody on your name day," and that guy winds up coming back. And playing a, a central role in, like, helping kill Joffrey.
1: Oh, okay. So, wait, but I don't understand how that lines up with Rambis.
0: Because it's such an accident. Like, it makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> that this guy is just like, he went from being, like, this town drunk to, okay, yeah, I killed a king. Look at me go.
1: <laughs> okay, that was... Congratulations on making an analogy that, like, most people that did not just rewatch all of Game of, Th- Game of Thrones are not going to understand, but... <laughs> <laughs> i don't know Off i do a banner start on, on i don't the know, Lake i show. don't like
0: there is no analogy here it makes no sense it makes yeah no, no s- it really doesn't
1: um like, i i was trying to think while you were talking on if there is like a real show comp or a comp in any
0: situation <laughs> that i can think of but not really no like here's here's what it basically winds up being so the lakers are going to be run by two people who are proxies to people that genie actually trusts right so the person that she actually trusts in. Well, the... hold
1: on. Let's, let's let's back up a little bit here before we get for, uh, all the way okay. down this point. It's all signs are pointing to now that it looks like Kurt Rambis is going to be like like not necessarily probably not the president of basketball operations, but he is going to be part of the front office as they like shift roles around Rob Polinka. It's not even clear that Palenka is going to get a title upgrade or anything like that. It just seems like it sounds like it's going to be him and Rambis running the show is like based on everything kind of being said right now.
0: Yeah. So the whispers are, and if I'm hearing these whispers, generally speaking, like it's not so much whispers, it's stuff that I'm overhearing because somebody's yelling it so far from over there. Yeah. Uh, it it seems like that's the direction that they're going to go. And then the other thing to keep in mind
1: here, and Bill with... Oram, and Bill Oram pointed that out on mm-hmm. Twi- on a radio appearance, and Eric Pincus did the same thing. Like you know, like it just it seems like the winds of change are starting to point towards Rambus. Hard to say winds of change when like the winds of <laughs> cronyism, complacency, <laughs> yeah, mediocrity, yeah, but worse. Well, no, see, they have like they have Kobe's agent and Phil Jackson's former coworker,
0: right like no yeah well that's that's what i'm like marveling at here is that Jeannie is so adamant about this being a mom and pop thing and so adamant about staying loyal to the people who are close to her right that she's gonna go the route of linda rambus's husband and kobe bryant's agent not linda rambus and kobe bryant not even phil jackson and kobe bryant It's like these people who are now so far detached from the situation. It's like if you were writing a parody of the Lakers, this is what the situation would look like. It's just like I remember
1: when Rambis got rehired in his, like, liaison between the front office and coaching staff position last year. Like, a bunch of people were making jokes like, this is going to end in Rambis running the whole thing, right? And I was like, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. I laughed that off. Well,
0: Well, chaos is a ladder. So, all right, here's – jokes aside, if this is the direction that they go in, is there any chance whatsoever this works out well?
1: Yeah, I think I I actually do think that there's a chance that this works out well, and this is something that Pete and I were talking about over the weekend a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, just, like, texting or whatever. And I, I, I think that the Lakers – like, and I want to – I bring him up because I want to give him credit for, like, you know, him kind of sparking this idea in me, but, like – the the Lakers are still in a better spot than they were a couple weeks uh, like a, a couple weeks ago or even one week ago from mm-hmm. today because it still has been I believe less than a week since Magic stepped down maybe exactly a week by the time this drops yeah, yeah but anyway it, yeah about exactly a week and so the Lakers are better off without an absentee president of basketball operations mm-hmm. who like people don't necessarily like working for like Rob Polinka may not be well liked around the league. He may not even be well liked by maybe everyone in the Lakers organization. I, I don't really know. It seems like there are some people that like him and some people that are less fond of him. But yeah. like Genie's all camp that, I mean, loves
0: him. Yeah, people who aren't Genie's, Genie's so that's camp.
1: Important. And but like how do we know that he's not like, you know, secretly actually like everybody talks about how smart he is. Like mm. how do we know that he's not actually pretty smart and he was hampered by Magic Johnson being the one to make decisions based on, you know, his gut? That's what we um, have to hope for. Yeah, I mean that's what you have to – that's the case for optimism is that they don't have magic anymore. They don't have any bad money on the books uh, unless you – you know, unless we're like LeBron James's bad money at this point. But I don't think we're there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, – but like, uh, that
0: will be – like, two... Genie might disagree.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> can you imagine if like they tra- – like Kurt Rambis and Rob Polinka take power and they trade LeBron like – well, then there's no more reasons for optimism, really, I don't think, depending <laughs> on depending on the package they get back. But right now, there are still reasons for that. Like Rob Polinka might actually be smart, like – and he might be a little bit more dedicated. You know, at the very least, there was that report – I forget where it was from – that he was coming into the office every day and asking where Magic Johnson was. Yeah, he was there. Um, yeah, which is, like, a hilarious co-worker move of just, like, walking in and just being like, oh, where's Magic? Oh, he's not here again? Oh, man. Oh, thankfully thankfully I, Rob Palenka, am here to do the work of two front office executives. Didn't he like, refer to you know, him as Magic Johnson? Yeah, he referred to him as Magic Johnson. The only way that could have been better is if he was like, where's Irvin nicknamed Magic Johnson today? Genie, you, know, you call him Buck. The, the Showtime basketball star. Um, no, I mean, that's hilariously petty, but what I, I, the reason I bring that up is to illustrate that Palenka was at least there every day to do that. And Mm -hmm. like, even if he was being kind of like a snarky jerk about it, like he was still there. And so, you know, it's clearly like he, he might be putting in the work, you know, we don't really have full evidence one way or the other, but he's at least present. And anything they were saying he was meddling. Yeah, and they don't have. Yeah, he was meddling with the coaching staff, um, which Magic was too, to a degree. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, they don't have any bad money. They don't have the training staff that everybody hated so much. Like, I, I think there's a chance that this works out. The, the problem is perception, uh, is that like this is not like the type of move that's going to get free agents excited about playing for the Lakers or anything like this is not like magic Johnson being hired right before free agency to go out there as a recruiter or something, you know, even if he said that he would still help recruit to the Lakers, like, I don't know. It's not like, it's just,
0: it's not a sexy move. It's not even so much a sexy move. Cause sexy implies that like, nobody's excited that Rob
1: Polinka has more power now other than like maybe Rob
0: Polinka. Well, Genie's camp seems very excited about the print, yeah. like the idea of having – because, like, the one thing that I kept hearing is, is everybody everybody around her was, was fleeing for, for whatever, and the person that stuck by her side was Rob Palenka. I'm like, yeah, of course he freaking stuck around. He's still like, employed. He's
1: <laughs> not a millionaire like Magic – or billionaire, billionaire like Magic.
0: Yeah. Uh, I. That's – yeah, that's I don't the know one it's thing like, though. Like to get back to the after. point you were making, to to get to, to cuz that's the like I said, it's the one reason to be optimistic is is maybe and this is the way somebody put it to me was was Magic was an absentee guy. He he had such poor work ethic that Rob Polinka had to carry two jobs and as such was not as good as he could have been at either of those jobs, right? which maybe
1: that's how it works out. Maybe. I'm just not sure that Rambis taking the other job necessarily saves Palinka from having to do a lot. Of, I mean, I guess at the very least you would think that Rambis would be at the facility every day maybe. and like doing something. We just, we have quite a few decades now of evidence that Kurt Rambis may just not be that guy from a
0: basketball perspective. Well, it's of- also the, the the other, so you talked about the problem of perception, but what did either of these guys do to earn their position? Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm sure that that'll lead to some resentment around the league. Um, but they're, like, my thing is, like, Kurt Rambis was not going to not be there. Nobody else was going to hire Kurt Rambis. Like, why not try and get? One of these big name executives that has a proven track record and that you can say to free agents, oh, look, like, you know, you you, like Bob Myers built the Warriors. Like, imagine what he can do for you and the types of deals that he's going to make for you, be able to make for you and the type of talent that he's going to be able to get here. Like, sure, that wasn't all Bob Myers. But, like, he very clearly did a good job running that franchise for the most part. And, you know, it just, it would have been a sexy hire. Like, it would have been something that would have gotten some people excited, probably. It would have been a reason for Lakers fans to be excited for the first time since
0: it feels like like, I don't know, what, December? Like... Uh, they Since they had LeBron, since he, like, committed... Well, the,
1: the win over the Warriors, I remember everybody was flying pretty high. The, he, although the problem with that, night, though,
0: he, he hurt. got hurt.
1: <laughs> Heading into that, though, people were still pretty excited about the team because they were playing really well. They were playing their way up the standings. People thought they had figured it out. But, yeah, I mean, maybe since July, really. And, like, you could have went and gotten, you know, like, or not necessarily that you could have gotten Bob Myers, but you could have talked to him. And I guess that flip side of that is like do you look inept again if he rejects you but if that's what they're afraid of then like you shouldn't be running the team anyway
0: yeah i you can't be afraid to strike out well the problem is like these so again whispers and and caveats being that i am no reporter right yeah but like these guys have been doing their back channel. They're they're doing their homework to find out what the hell's going on with the Lakers, because th- there are executives out there who are interested, but they aren't. They 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 lose interest immediately as soon as they find out that the Lakers are adamant that Palinka stays. Yeah, I mean, because of course,
1: like nobody wants to come in and inherit that guy that has this reputation. Not
0: not even or, that guy like, who has that reputation, but they want their number two. Yeah, like we yeah, they also about this they probably time. want
1: their guy. And yeah. they
0: want to bring their guy with
1: them. And that's, like, a totally understandable human element. And also, like, as long as we're on the Bob Myers thing, I just yeah. I do have, like, a slight mini rant of over the weekend there was those – like, all those headlines, like, Bob Myers literally laughs at the idea of taking the Lakers job. It's like, okay, kind of. But if you actually read the piece, like, there was an exchange between Bob Myers and this reporter. And so it says, me, what are you doing here today? Bob, what do you mean? Me, shouldn't you be having lunch with Jeannie Buss? Bob, oh right, almost forgot, looks at his watch. I'm supposed to meet her at two. And then here's the next line. Myers then laughed a laugh that suggests he's not eager to go anywhere anytime soon, even if there are days and nights when he probably wouldn't mind. That is not Bob Myers laughing at the idea (laughs) of taking the Lakers job. That is Bob Myers making a joke to defuse... A reporter asking him if he's planning on taking the Lakers job. I don't know. Like, that doesn't mean that he's yeah. going to take it or anything. It's just, I don't know. I just, the way that it was presented, at the headline, Bob Myers laughs at idea of leaving Warriors for Lakers and with good reason. is very different than what Bob Myers appeared to actually do.
0: It's also funny, though, like, this, I, so like you said earlier. The Lakers have an opportunity here because of interest that's going to be in the Lakers' job, this job specifically. Like, no, very few other teams, if they had the opening that they have right now, that the Lakers have right now, would have the interest of the Masai Ujiri's, the Sam Presti's the R.C. Buford's, and the Bob Myers out there. Like, no no other team would have the opportunity to, to get in a room with those guys, and the Lakers did have that opportunity and appear to have said to that opportunity, now we got this... We got got, we got Kurt, Kurt Rambis. Rambis we got we got and and it's just and, and you know what I wrote when I you know put together that thing for Silver Screen and Roll was this is the exact same process that they went through when they had when they hired Magic in the first place and maybe Polinka winds up being better maybe
1: yeah it's possible tenses are, tenses I'm, are, I'm not going to roll it out I don't I don't
0: think it's... I think he'll wind up being better than Magic Johnson. Yeah, that's like,
1: but that you know,
0: that's a very but magic low magic. Also, literally left the organization to tweet.
1: Yeah, well, so. allegedly.
0: <laughs> allegedly, he said it.
1: Yeah, that is what he said.
0: <laughs> so, well, well, I, I, yeah, I'm, now I'm, I'm very g- curious to see if that's actually why. I'm picking up your vibe now. That's yeah. fair. That's fair to point out. Um, but in that case too, Polinka would still probably be better then. huh? Yeah. He just knew. I was joking on Twitter that he
1: just knew Game of Thrones was coming back. He yeah. was like, "I gotta, I can't be watching tape. Like, I gotta get ready for
0: these live tweet sessions." <laughs> uh, what? Just quick tangent. How do you feel about like people who were live tweeting Game of Thrones yesterday?
1: I wasn't on Twitter, so it didn't it didn't affect me. Um, I feel like that's a little bit inconsiderate to people who can't watch the episode right away, mm-hmm. but especially if it's like spoilers. Yeah. And then if you're not tweeting like things that are I don't know, I just don't really see the point of it. But I'm guess I'm sure some people feel that way about basketball.
0: So like But my problem my problem so I I kind of understand the premise of like this is a worldwide phenomenon that everybody wants to watch in the moment. But there are literally people who cannot watch on the West Coast if you're on the East Coast. Yeah. So like you can't live tweet in the moment there. You're throwing grenades onto their timeline. Yeah. I don't know. You
1: gotta set up mute words or something. I, I just was off Twitter um while I watched it. Yeah. So
0: I I apparently I have it I'm able to watch it at six o'clock, so I'll yeah. be fine. But anyway, back to the back to the topic at hand. If the Lakers if the Lakers hire or, or pass up on on interviewing these elite level candidates Like it seems like they will. Uh huh. Well, yeah. That's that's that appears to be. I mean, based on the
1: fact that they already have Rob Palenka running the coaching search. Like, if you were going to bring in uh, an exec with a bunch of basket, like juice, you would not be saying, "Oh yeah, Rob, go hire the next coach." I'm sure, like, I'm sure Bob's going to be great with whoever you pick when he gets here.
0: Right. Well, to be, I guess, if I'm if I'm going to be, if we're going to travel down this road of optimism, you can say they haven't hired anybody yet, right? Yeah,
1: but he's going out there and doing the interviews. I, I would be shocked if they don't hire someone within the next week and a half. Yeah, and, well, again— And the fact that they even just have him doing it without the president of basketball operations. Like, yeah. I don't know. Unless they're just sending him out there to meet these guys uh, and just, like, bring back a scouting report. I don't know, I which I don't buy.
0: The, the point that I was going to make earlier was that before they hired Magic Johnson— they didn't have a president of basketball operations. They, no, they had, had a vice, vice president of basketball operations. They had a vice president of basketball. They they kind of sort of at the time I thought it was a petty move on Genie's part to be like, oh yeah, watch this. Magic's already better than than Jim was, right? Yep. Uh And then they had general manager Mitch Kupchak. So maybe they go back to a point where like you know Palinka is the VP of basketball ops and Rambus is the GM or some combination thereof, and wow. and. Like oh. there's there's no there's you know while we're trying to 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 hold any kind of optimism that we possibly could I'm not really trying that hard. Why 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 would anybody actually be that that op- like, optimistic that? of that? Like what what is there And and here's the other thing too. Kurt the Rambis Lakers... had to leave his last job cuz he liked too many butt tweets. <laughs> the other problem here too is that the Lakers by not saying anything by by not genie bus his his the magic was was stepped away a week ago they've had a full week for genie bus to step in front of a camera and since she said mo Wagner and josh hart right kyle kuzma was supposedly the 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 voice of reason according to the people maybe he who can were be vp of basketball ops maybe it might be better you than be a player general manager forward. i
1: know you can't be player coach maybe you can be like player gm
0: he might be. I mean, all he has to do
1: is shoot better than— He watches than... a lot of basketball. He probably watches more basketball than Magic Johnson did, so—
0: well, All he has to do is shoot better than 33% on his on his moves, and he's a better executive than he is a player. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, Coos. Uh, but, yeah, I, this is the thing. The Lakers, they had an opportunity here to—they've had multiple opportunities that they've just passed up on. They had the opportunity, as we already talked about, to talk to these executives, let alone hire one, right? They had the opportunity to to get in front of a camera and and throw some some reason for optimism or just – or or just speak on the direction of the organization. They haven't I done kind that.
1: Of, just to play devil's advocate, I kind of get why they haven't done that yet. They may not know the exact plan. And like like especially back at exit interviews, there it didn't make any sense for them to jump in front of um in front of the cameras right away because I I think I made this point on your podcast like they didn't know what they were doing no, exactly yet. Not. Like I, clearly they let Luke go the next day. Like why are they going to throw him in front of the cameras if they know they're going to fire him the next day? Like that's kind of messed up. I think so, they kind of
0: already knew that he was. They were going to they were going to. Well, that's what I mean. The but like
1: then it's like if Rob comes out and talks then like, oh, wait, why is Luke not talking then? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like he may not have had a clear they may not have made a decision on what they were going to do with the front office. I get why they didn't talk then. They should have probably talked by now. And maybe by the time that you're listening to this, if you're listening to it on Tuesday morning, they will have made an announcement.
0: Maybe. But all right. I'm, I'm willing to agree with you on the point of exit interviews wouldn't have been the time. That was too soon after. Yeah, I understand why They've had a week. That
1: they didn't do it, but it just didn't make sense for them to do it at the
0: time. They've had a
1: week, though. Almost a week.
0: Just about a week. like Five days. <laughs> That's in, in the world. Like the, the Lakers, the, the Kings hired Luke Walton in that time.
1: Yeah, actually, went and it's crazy it's almost like they had like the idea to do that and like had negotiated beforehand it's it's weird how
0: that worked out but
1: well, he was Lakers coach
0: vlade devots went out there and he cleared house he fired his assistant gm fired his head coach was right there to talk as soon as they hired luke walton did he fire his assistant gm he did he oh i didn't house. see that
1: part of it. that actually that 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 was a crazy situation where like him and jaeger were like at each other's throats so i guess <laughs> he just got rid of both of them vlade was just like both of you go away it's like, I need people that like each other. <laughs> everybody love everybody. E-L-E. Everybody <laughs> love everybody.
0: Let's take a quick second here, and when we come back, we're going to continue to try to make sense of, like, what the hell is going on? So what the hell is going on? I really don't know. Me <laughs> And, and this is the thing. Nobody does. No, The, the thing I, we just
1: the one thing that we have to keep in mind is like as much as it seems like they're bungling this, how much of this is that Lakers fans and everyone at large is just becoming more aware of how dysfunctional all this has been up until now? Like this is actually this is still an improvement. It still is, even if they didn't go about it with optimal process and even if they didn't go about it like and even if maybe it doesn't totally work out, it's still better than what they had. Like that didn't, doesn't necessarily make it a good plan, like but it's still, you know, it's,
0: like here's, it's dying by gunshot instead of being set on fire. Here's here's my here's my well, I mean, if you get shot in the belly, that's not much better. You just oh, out. It's really painful. But like here's here's my counter to even that, though. Didn't we say all of those exact same things when magic was hired? That exact same sentence that you just said. Did they, I did I say it couldn't be worse? Because I actually was
1: not that optimistic that it couldn't be worse. I was like, this could actually get much well, worse. Well, I, I, I'm saying not I've, like I've seen you. A tweet
0: maybe not you specifically. Yeah, but I guarantee you that exact sentence was yeah, like, and also, hey, we know it can't be worse than, than Luol Deng and did, Timothy Mozgov. That's
1: a ridiculously low bar as well. Of like. Yeah like that that should not be the standard for an NBA team like that they bring out their hires and they're like well at least they're not as bad as the last guy like vladi didn't bring out luke and be like yeah Jaeger." like i know this guy whatever he didn't do that
0: great but he's not that guy right. so you know right he's not well, Jaeger. but that's no, the the the, the, the that, real the that's real been the bar though that's been the bar now for upwards of a decade
1: the woke reason for optimism is not that maybe Palenka is good. It's that Genie is out of human shields and mm-hmm. then maybe some real change can start to come if these guys screw up as badly as, you know, Kurt Rambis's resume would suggest.
0: Well, so to that point, I had Sean Matian of, of Twitter and, and he's a lawyer. They're tanking
1: so. for better owners, Anthony.
0: Well, <laughs> I'm all aboard. I'm all aboard. But he did say, though, like on the show that there are ways to hold Jeannie personally accountable, that that his that the trust that she is operating to protect could vote her out, that the other investors could vote her out and that even the league, if it becomes so inept it wouldn't. It, it, the only time the league has ever done that is with, yeah, uh, yeah he, is he, with even, even like he's saying that that's that's a possibility. If they haven't done that to Dolan.
1: There's no way they're doing it to Genie Buss this soon. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like no i agree has, uh, like say all you want about Jeannie buss and like her tenure as lakers controlling owner for the last i believe it's like seven years now mm-hmm. like there is no it's not even close to what has been going on with the knicks for decades like they're not gonna the, the nba would not throw her out i just want to throw Although i, I think throw the lakers
0: i think the lakers over the last seven years have a worse record than the knicks do
1: still i'm not i'm not even just talking about on the court stuff i'm yeah. talking about just no the I, whole, I i agree
0: yeah, the whole thing i agree though if you were to compare like what would Jim, what would what would Jimmy Dolan do in charge if put in charge of the Lakers given this exact circumstance wouldn't it look a lot like hire his best hire buddies Phil Jackson. yeah you're <laughs> right well in this case hire Phil Jackson's buddy
1: no right? i don't think so i mean he the Knicks seem to be trending towards competent like uh, management once again. It seems like they were kind of headed there before 2010 free agency and then everything kind of went to crap. And then like they've just been doing whatever they've been doing for the last couple of years. But it seems like they're starting to figure it out. Like, don't I have no doubt that Dolan will probably find a way to mess this up, mm-hmm. but they at least appear to be on the right track forward a little bit like. The Lakers are I'm not saying that the, La- the Lakers are still better off than the Knicks. They still have LeBron James. They have max cap space like as things stand right this second. They are better off than the Knicks. I could change if Kyrie and K- KD go there just mm-hmm. for example. But right now they are currently still in a better position than the Knicks are.
0: You think about the
1: bars that we're talking about here, though. Yeah, no, and so that's what I'm saying. Like, the real reason for optimism is that this gets so bad and that, like, Genie can't handle the criticism. Like, at the very least, like, I guess that's not the reason for optimism. You should not be hoping that this goes terribly if you're a fan, because obviously you're a fan. You want this to work out, you know? But, like, if this doesn't go well, the reason for optimism is that there are no more meat shields to take the criticism. Like, Jim and Mitch are gone. Magic as, you know, like, the kind of, human shield not in the sense of like he was taking all this criticism although he was taking some it's a human shield in the I'm Magic Johnson like yeah. like everybody loves magic and nobody was going to criticize him like it's very clear that the, like I, I mean you've seen the narrative start to shift on the Lakers since magic left like nobody in the media is afraid of taking pot shots at rob right now like yeah. Well, the big,
0: the big shift is going to be when the Ramonas, when the that, Rachel Nichols, defense, when the, the Magic Johnson, Bill Orams, and everybody starts taking shots at Genie specifically.
1: The Magic Johnson remote targeting
0: leaked, uh, like leak or
1: woge bomb defense system is no longer in place. Like that, that's gone now. And whatever happens with Palenka, if it goes really well, then Jeannie deserves some credit for sticking to her guns amidst, like, massive criticism. If it doesn't go well, then, you know, this is the third time that you've had the chance to—that you've—this is the third front office that you've presided over. That's when the criticism starts to shift to you a little bit. A lot of it. Yeah. who? There's nobody else to blame. Yeah, she, that's what I mean. Well, that's and, what I mean. And, like that that's when it starts to become like okay, Genie has now hired the chosen the wrong people twice. Yeah.
0: For you know? the same reasons.
1: For the and, same like, reasons. And like not change. Their, and then, so maybe like that leads to if not selling the team, it leads to like, you know, they hire a search firm when they're doing their next head coaching search or their next executive search or whatever it may be, but like This is when either things are going to start to turn around or they're going to at least hit rock bottom and force some actual changes. I'll put it this way. Either way, they're they're just – they're in a better position long term either way.
0: I'll put it this way. Under Magic Johnson, when Magic Johnson was hired, I I would always give the caveat, I don't think this is going to work out, but I'm hoping for the best, right? But I'm getting to a point now where I'm saying, you know what? I may not even necessarily be hoping for the best. But So much of this is like is
1: narrative. I, I get what you're saying. I, I just think that so much of like the reason that people have been so down on the Lakers is just because they're finding out about all this stuff now. That's yeah. like been so bad. And so it's like it's making them feel negatively about the Lakers when in actuality the Lakers are better off because Magic Johnson stepped down and they're better off moving forward just because they, they just they, there's no more safety nets. So even if they fail, then, like
0: it, it, it forces change, and yeah. so, like, but but you realize that failure. Or they're comes, gonna hire Kobe. That the, the 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 you realize though that the failure you're talking about means that they pat they they screwed up an opportunity, a legitimate chance at a title. Yeah, like maybe the next guys will figure it out. I don't know. Maybe, but but you like it's not it's not so it's yeah. not so easy as to just say like oh well they screwed up well that's a bummer and then you move on. But, but this from, particular you know, screw up means that they screwed up with the legacies of Magic Johnson, LeBron James, the Lakers themselves. Right. Like these are, these are not like, oh, yeah, you move on. You win some, you lose some, lose some.
1: Long term, long term, it is, though. In the moment, it doesn't feel like that. Narratively, it won't feel like that. But long term, just from a completely detached clinical standpoint, it still is better that it's sink or swim at this point. I don't, I don't. They're better off being sink or swim than they are like being like, well, you know, we're bad, but we have Magic Johnson and he's not going anywhere anytime soon. We can't fire him and da da da. Like they're better off with guys that are not bulletproof.
0: Yes, technically. For better or worse. I I just the, the problem the problem to me is that like the reasons they may not be better off right now is a is something that can't really be moved. And and if the reason that they're bad right now is Genie Bus is just is just not a good owner or not a good runner of that trust, Like then then you start to run out of people who could run that trust. There's only like five well, people. At this you, point, there's that just, only technically three more. If, I would
1: not imagine that they have the stomach that James Dolan does for criticism. Maybe. You know what I mean? Where they're constantly getting hit in headlines and whatever, and it's constantly about the owner and why would any free agent want to go there? Like All that stuff. I don't... Nothing about the way that Jeannie has been covered the last 30 years makes me think that she's or however many years makes me think that she is prepared for a Dolan-esque shift in coverage of like they need of like uh, imagine if imagine if someone made a song like imagine if somebody made that sell the team song about the Lakers
0: i've i've been if i could sing i would have already is
1: like hardened and like like an angry bitter enough person that he probably was just like ah they're just haters and like just you know well let's kick them all out forever like the entire stance um but but even
0: even to that point though like you realize how you realize realize how conceited how arrogant you have to be to go the same exact route to keep the same people around despite how embarrassing this this last thing ended
1: I'm not saying that this move necessarily gives me optimism about Genie Buss. This move gives me optimism about the Lakers situation from a long-term perspective in general.
0: You are right, no. I and and I look, the Lakers have, there are objectively not, not the ownership, right points Not that you're the front making. office just the Lakers. There are there are objectively right points that you're making that they are yeah. look, if if we were to just take I'm not a step that back that's and make the next 5 or 10 years fun. No, but I but you know, the next 5 or 10 years are just are still a nice chunk of my life. Like, i don't to, i'd rather not spend the next decade or so there's not
1: another option so you just you gotta you gotta just <laughs> like bite the bullet and be ready like.
0: <laughs> all right i'm gonna i'm gonna move on here before i really start losing my shit so let's uh let's talk about you are you were i have never seen you so excited for a Byron Scott chapter, as you yeah, were I'm, for this, I'm
1: disappointed. This is this is honestly the chapter that I would write if I was writing a parody book of <laughs> Byron Scott wisdom. It's it's incredible, like start to finish. I, it's taking all my self control and not just read you the entire chapter on air. But I'm pretty sure that that would get us into some like thorny like audiobook yeah. legal issues and whatever. Like I'm not trying to get sued. Um, although it's Byron Scott, so we'd probably win. Um, but. <laughs> He just challenges
0: uh, you to a fist fight in the courtroom.
1: Well, he might based on this chapter. So <laughs> like the first thing that stood out to me was the chapter is winner mentality versus loser mentality. And that's just like, you know, chef's kiss. Amazing. We, yeah, mm-hmm. like we already had talked about that. And uh, the first quote is from George Steinbrenner. So it's okay. just like, it's just. Like this is the most Mamba mentality chapter written by someone who is not Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the first thing that I noticed was that the first two like Byron chapter subheads, because those of you that have been reading along know that you know the book shifts back and forth between Byron to his business partner, and so like the two first two Byron chapter subheads uh, both start with the word fighting, um, <laughs> which is like kind of amazing. And so like the first one is fighting extraordinary circumstances. And the next one is fighting expected failure. So, like that, those are, like right off the bat got me pretty excited for this chapter. And then um, he was talking about the in the second well the first one didn't really have too much that was like no like yeah he talked about the Magic Johnson diagnosis it was heartfelt I'm not going to make fun of him for that. Mm-hmm. Um, the next chapter where he talks about going to the Grizzlies um, is pretty incredible.
0: Back talking then, about, the, like, back, being, the back then the Vancouver Grizzlies.
1: Yes, the Vancouver, it was the expansion Vancouver Grizzlies, and uh, he was talking about like how it was going to be a struggle for him because he had never missed the playoffs, but the first-year franchises never win championships, but that he was optimistic that he could get everyone on the same page and they could at least be okay. They then proceeded Sounds to go, familiar. I think, 2-19 to start the year, <laughs> and um, – Which, again, that's not all Byron's fault. He was a 13-year veteran by that point. That was not his job to fix that team. But um, so he's talking about like how the locker room started to split into old guys versus young guys, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, that is going to become, as we know, an illustrative experience for Byron Scott's life of, you know, old guys versus young guys. Mm -hmm. And he – so he writes about this. He's talking about how – okay, so – There was one – it led to fights in the locker room. Guys just didn't get along. They wouldn't accept the fact that we veterans were trying to help them by being a little hard on them. (laughs) So there was one incident when Greg Anthony and Antonio Harvey got into a fistfight in the locker room. Greg couldn't take it anymore. He was a fiery guy, and he even had his hand wrapped up because of an injury. But he unwrapped it, stood up, had a few words with Antonio, and just punched him. And then here's Byron's take on the whole incident. This is the next sentence. It had to happen. When they don't listen, and it goes in one year and out the other. Oh my god! Sometimes a physical altercation is the only thing that seems to get their attention. <laughs> and then,
0: the, what are Mary the chances Xenet, he wanted to fight D'Angelo Russell?
1: Oh yeah, Byron Scott, one hundred percent. I'm my over under after reading this chapter on times Byron Scott thought about that. It's like at least four. There were at least four times in the yeah. pose, in his coach's locker room where Byron Scott sat there and he's like, "I'm gonna punch D'Angelo Russell tonight." Yeah. And then decided against it. But,
0: <laughs> yeah. like... Who talked him out of it? Mark Madsen? It, it had to
1: be Mad Dog. Mad Dog <laughs> just, like, put an arm around both of them. Was like, guys, I'm going to put a heartfelt Instagram caption up later. And, <laughs> you know, everybody love everybody. Um, So then the very next sentence, Byron, I'm more of a calm leader. I keep my composure almost always. But Greg, he had no problem starting and finishing fights. He, like, the way he writes that, like... You know, just very much like this was a quality that he admired in Greg, was that Greg was willing <laughs> I w- to. I wish,
0: I wish I was more like that.
1: Yeah, he's like, I wish I was more like that. But I, Byron Scott, am so calm and collected <laughs> always.
0: What are the chances he was listening to Linkin Park while he wrote this? Oh, man, I don't know. <laughs>
1: Like, it was probably low. I mean, do you think... Like ACDC, I guess? He has not listened to anything from, like, the year after 2000, like, 2000 or after. He was probably
0: listening to, like, Shoot to Thrill. Yeah. like, Like Thunderstruck. I
1: don't know. I think the chances are very low that Byron Scott listens to modern music.
0: Yeah, no. Shoot to Thrill is ACDC. They're like... No, no, no. Yeah, that's what I mean. Or Um, the Who. Yeah.
1: All right. So then he was talking about how, like, it, you know, it was depressing and it led him to start drinking beers after games for the first time. Um, and so like, it's, that's like a little sad and it's like a little heartfelt and I'm reading through it and I'm like, Oh wow. Like he really like, you know, he went through a tough experience at his job. I feel bad for him. Mm -hmm. And then he drops this sentence. I'd still be the first one to the gym every morning, but I was also the last one on the couch at night. So he's basically like, guys, I was, he's like, I was hung over, but I was still at practice. That's how (laughs) bad these kids are. Like, that's essentially what he's saying. Um, and then, and then he says, when a team doesn't want to win, there's really nothing you can do. Someone has to go. And in this case, it was I. <laughs> so t-
0: he magicked.
1: Yeah. He's just a, yeah he just yeah, who actually he set the prelude. So um <laughs> then you know, in the next chapter it's Byron magical motivation. Um and so this is a sentence that is just going to make your blood boil. Um oh God. when you put on that purple and gold, you have to feel that winner mentality. That's just how it goes. It's how I feel, how all my teammates feel, and how every Lakers player felt up until recently, maybe.
0: Unfucking believable. What a Jack, what? Is,
1: I hope he's watching the
0: playoffs right now. I, I think up, as I we're playing. This
1: book. Um, I looked up when this book came out because of the sentence that I'm about to read to you, but it also applies to this one. Um, th- this paperback came out in 2018. I think the book actually came out in 20. 20- 16 because it yeah it was the 2016 17 season because I remember Nick Young's reaction to seeing the cover in the locker room for the first time so <laughs> it was the 2016 17 season that they announced and like released this book mm-hmm. um, Nick Young thought it was very funny I will leave it at that. <laughs> um, so then, like, he's talking about Magic Johnson, and uh, so that th- this is what he said, which is actually kind of—it's a it's a funny sentence in light of recent events. Um, he's a winner, and when a winner steps on the court, it brings out the winner and everyone around him. And then Byron, just like with the humble brag of, like, I work out with Magic Johnson sometimes, he does it now in business and in the community and in the gym, where Charlie and I work out alongside him all the time. He's never looked healthier, and his will to win has never been stronger. <laughs> So you got the humble brag of, like, Magic and I work yeah, out. Yeah, we work just out. Just so you know.
0: Uh-huh. That's
1: my guy. We hang out all the time. I felt the need to mention this in my book to success. You can't do that, but yeah. I do.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and then also, his will to win has never been stronger. Well, his will to not tweet. so sure
0: about that. Maybe it was a typo. He, he, he wanted to tweet. Like, his will to tweet has never will been stronger. Tweet. And they were like, why would he say tweet? And they just fixed it to win. To win.
1: Yeah, I hope. I hope like so that maybe that's that... how magic finds winning is by tweeting these like amazing observations.
0: Magic definitely because he he has I don't know how many followers, right? But I I bet you like he looks at his engagement numbers and he gets like sixty five likes on a tweet and he's like, "See, you see how good a tweet that was." Bringing knowledge to the masses. <laughs> <laughs> I also I also like the idea of like you put on that jersey and either you get it or you don't. Meanwhile. The guy that he wanted to probably physically fight while he was coaching him is has taken a what is it seven seed? Yeah, or but he learned that mentality from the Lakers, Anthony. You got to
1: understand, Byron's Byron's lessons are so advanced; it's like subliminal it messaging. Takes, it takes a little just like takes two years and then yeah. it clicks on. Yeah, like he says, you Maybe know, because everybody who he teaches and are like concussed. all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm Kobe now.
0: <laughs> Maybe it's because everybody he teaches like involves punching them in the head, and that actually makes it hard to learn. You no, know, he's driving the lessons deeper into their brain. I got CTE, you know, but boy am I a leader. He brings
1: Greg Anthony in to punch them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, do you think man. he like tried to set up like a pickup game for Greg Anthony and D'Angelo Russell at some point like during his season? He's like, no, you're going to learn a lot from Greg. Like, Definitely just talk the way you normally do to him, and it's going to go super well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Greg's over there like icing tape. Yeah. <laughs> He's putting on boxing gloves and D'Angelo's yeah. like, I thought we were, oh, we were, we're going to play one basketball. On one. Yeah. I don't know. He just – that's how he usually practices. That's how he got yeah. so good at dribbling. <laughs> oh, man. I love Byron. All right. But yeah, it was I, – I i have honestly loved
1: this book. I, I kind of – I was thinking today like we made the stupid choice of starting this midseason when really we're going to need off-season content. We should have started a summer book club. But, you know, yeah, we'll learn that next year. We won't start the next book club until the summer.
0: Well, maybe Magic's Magic's book will be coming out pretty soon. Oh god.
1: <laughs> how I couldn't teach LeBron how to win.
0: Yeah. No, how how Rob Palenka has nothing in common with Kobe Bryant.
1: Yeah. It's all Rob's fault.
0: It is. According to people who are around the uh, no, it it's it's vice versa. The people who are still around the Lakers are are just openly throwing trash at, at Magic Johnson. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for hopefully this episode. That rude, but What's that? Hopefully, not
1: literally. That would be rude. But like, do you think he had to like actually like pack up a desk the next day or like? I mean, I mean, he would send somebody for that probably. But like, was he there enough to like have established? Right, that's like, what
0: I was gonna say. Like, I, yeah. what would it, what would his desk has even had even had? Yeah,
1: hundred percent. Just came in and sat at Rob's desk every day and made Rob work at like a pull out like table. <laughs> <laughs> like fold out table. He's like, oh, Rob, unfold your table.
0: No, I could see I could see Magic requesting like a really nice big office being built and then just never going.
1: Yeah, that makes sense actually. And
0: then he would just like show up and, and like Rob Polinka sitting there he's, like, and stuff. Rob Polinka like makes sure to have the door open at all times so people know that he isn't there. He walks by once an hour. He's like, Hey Magic, wanna go to Oh, you're not here. Oh yeah, okay, Magic's not
1: there. Hey Magic Johnson, do you wanna <laughs> My favorite thing now is just picturing Rob Palenka just wandering around the office in various places. He's like, Every room into he the walks into. hey, is Irvin Magic Johnson in here? I've been <laughs> looking for him all day. Oh, he's not in here? Oh, man, he must have not come in again
0: today. Rooms that Magic would never be in, like the analytics <laughs> department. Hey, have you guys seen this guy? Walks into a coach's meeting. Is Irvin Magic Johnson in here?
1: <laughs> Comes into Gene's office. He's like, hey, have you seen Irvin Magic Johnson? <laughs> You know, you're president of basketball Fuck. ops, it's not me and my boss who's never here.
0: <laughs> Jeannie's like, no. And what's funny is that like Jeannie might be so dense that she like that's how she realized it. Oh god, you're
1: that's rude.
0: <laughs> we gotta get going before I get sued for libel. Yeah, you're
1: <laughs> I'm, just, for... I'm gonna spend i just want everyone to know that i'm going to spend probably the next like three months just every time i hear a story about rob palenka just picturing him wandering around the office just like <laughs> asking like he walks into he walks into the interns like the interns having lunch he's like hey is Irvin magic johnson eating lunch with you guys today oh no he's not in here all
0: right well i guess he wasn't here again no i all right so i think we just figured out why bob myers hasn't gotten an interview with the lakers Jeannie asked Rob to reach out to the Warriors to ask if they could have permission to talk to him. Uh, but Rob knowingly sent the number to the wrong number and then told – said to Jeannie, yeah. oh, yeah, we, we're all set up. We're we we, we we're all set up. We have a meeting next week uh, that we're going to sit down and talk to Bob about uh, everything that's going on here. They went to this meeting. Bob obviously wasn't there. and And Rob was like, wow, where is – Bob Myers, GM Bob of the. Bob Myers Warriors. in here? I guess he's not. Oh man! <laughs> like, really God, how does this keep happening? Like oh man! <laughs> and he did it for RC Buford, and he did it for Sam Presti. And yeah, he did it he for like he here. set up all these
1: fake events. Just like he's like, oh, it's ten o'clock. I think that Gregory Popovich would be here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You mean Rhett Auerbach isn't here yet? <laughs> Pat Riley, I I thought he meant more. I thought we meant more to him. It's like Danny Ainge isn't here yet. Oh well, I guess we could put this box of tomatoes we were planning to throw at him away.
0: <laughs> that was for Jerry West. Oh um, God, <laughs> that'll do it for this episode of the Lake Show. Tune in for the rest of the shows as we go through the week, and tune in to Silver Screen and Roll. Make sure you guys are following all the content there as we try to guide everybody through the Lakers just not understanding how to manage a narrative. Uh, We're we're
1: writing so much that our fingers may fall off. So like, please reward our effort by clicking on the site.
0: Yeah. My thumb is going to be like, Hey, have you guys noticed that my, that pinky is not there anymore. (laughs) (laughs)